by the end of Saturday, it was we need to take out the young. We need to take out the left. Yeah. I'm I'm having a hard time hitting five foot putts. Did I see that you hit a ball so hard you broke a driver head? That is uh, that is correct. It may be the only ball I squared up all day. <laughs> What's so, your handicap? Well, we don't have to talk about that all right. right now. I was a member at a private course like the last two years, but I've never been as like into golf. Is that a humble brag guy? <laughs> that is such a humble brag. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Lefties Lounge podcast. Ronnie here with John and Frankie behind the glass. What's going on, gentlemen? What's up? How we doing? Dude, happy to be back. Frank, glad to have you back. I think you skipped last week or something. It feels like we haven't talked in a while, but boy, do we have a lot to get into. Uh, We finally get to talk about the Connecticut Masters. Um, It's the round one video came out. So we get to talk a little bit about that. We're still going to tease it. Um, we're we're, we're going to be working on that uh, tripod. Frank Denardi is going to be working uh, tirelessly on the, the day two video. Um, but definitely go check the day one video out. It is just he Frank did such an amazing job. What did you guys think of that video? It, it's it's just it's awesome. So cool. It was like and we had a bunch of people reach out. Thank you for, if you have reached out and or have watched it, go, if not go check it out. It's, it's like a story, you know, it's, um, and it's, it's funny, like, like watching back, you know, there's a bunch of footage that we obviously didn't see because we're so dialed in. Um, but a lot of really hilarious points, some great, great storyline. Uh, yeah, we, we, we'll get, we'll get into it a little bit later, but I'm I'm pumped for the, uh, for episode two. I love the fact that First off, we have two episodes, which is insane. I know. That's, that's like kind of cool to say. And and if you have not seen anything on this video yet, you are going to be thoroughly impressed because it is professionally done. Yeah, um, so it's absolutely. not just one of our YouTube videos that yeah. we made. It's um, real. It's legit. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like a culmination of us like finally getting where we want. And and a huge obviously shout out to Frank uh, Denardi because that's he is the reason why why this all happened. And Coach Pete. Who, yeah, Ronnie, for introducing you, us for to him. And yeah, yeah. Perfect segue, Frank, because we have him on. Uh, we had our first, uh, we finally got to our uh, lesson, which was outstanding. And we're going to talk about that with Coach Pete uh, right after this. And then, of course, we'll get into a little bit of the PGA and uh, Lydia Ko won too. So we'll talk about her too. So uh, let's jump right into uh, the, the little sesh we had with uh, Coach Pete. We are back with Coach Pete. We have had our lesson. It's happened. We're all very excited to talk again. Welcome, Coach B, uh, Pete, back to uh, back to the lounge. What's going on? Yeah, great to be with you guys. A little follow-up from your visit, right? I'm yeah, exactly. Time. We're going to just, I mean, we got there. It was amazing. Guys, you want to just talk about the grounds first? And I mean, when I, you guys were there before me because I showed up in Glastonbury um, and there was no NPI in Glastonbury, but once I got there, holy crap, man, the facility is just absolutely gorgeous. Um, what'd you got? What was your first look? John? Yeah. The, yeah the play, I mean, yeah, my first look was at my phone for you continuously calling me because you <laughs> somehow couldn't find this place. Um, yeah, no, it was, was really cool. One, I didn't know, like, I didn't realize exactly where Portland was, to be honest. So coming down from Boston, I, I literally had no idea. And I start seeing Glastonbury, you see the big houses, kind of like the rolling, the rolling hills, some big like um, land. And it's a cool property. It sits on a farm, like, oh, like this 
farm landscape. And then you got all the hitting bays from like a grass range that works up to the, the mats and then works up to the indoor, um, the, what there are like five stations or, or I don't even know three or five. Um, but that no, was cool. And you could tell it was brand new. Like the place inside was just immaculate yeah. and more technology than I'd seen, uh, which <laughs> yeah. we're definitely going to get into, but really, yeah. cool, really cool. Yeah. No. More, by the way, <laughs> more it? tech. Yeah. But. It's it's Pete, Coach Pete. It's probably the the most like picture ass place to hit balls. Like yeah. I, I've never like all ranges. I feel like are caged in. You know, you have nets everywhere. And for like the listeners, this place is wide open, and you're just hitting yeah. into into farmland. And it's like, yeah. and when we were there, we had a great sunset. Like it was honestly the most picturesque. Was, you could suck at golf. That, and this Frankie, is that's normal there. Like right, like, really. Well, cause I'm usually coaching to about seven o'clock and you know, any given time sunsets are amazing there. Yeah, no, Just we got, amazing. yeah. Check yeah. out that video too on your page. Cause that, that showed how nice the sunset was. That was so nice. Um, but Pete, why don't you just tell us like the story of the building? Cause that we talked about it at the lesson and, uh, it's, it's a pretty cool story. So let, let us in on that. Yeah. So, I mean, it, there, it started about February, uh, 2019, you know, Chris Cody and Donna Cody and myself had a meeting, you know, kind of an introductory meeting. And this is what they were planning on doing. They were, they were planning on building a performance center, um, you know, asset if I interested in talking about it more, you know, a few months go by, you know, we're signing a deal. Me and my family are moving from Massachusetts. Um, the first incarnation of the building was much smaller version of what you saw. We were going to have a thousand square foot functional movement studio uh, because I, I always knew that there's going to be a really comprehensive approach to coaching. Uh, we're going to have one coaching studio and one fitting studio. Um, and, you know, the exact range that, you know, the infield that you're seeing, that's enormous. Um, the original incarnation of it was 26 acres. Uh, now we expanded it out to be, I believe it's 30 acres where Jeez. you're hitting into. So, the range itself is 180 yards wide and 375 yards deep. Jesus. Uh, I didn't know that. Bryson can go there. Yeah, right. It's <laughs> enormous. So the first event we ever held there was an amateur long drive uh, championship. Oh, no oh, kidding. No it was the day before. Uh, it was actually the day we were moving into all of the studios um, and they had a long drive contest there and guys had no chance wind was coming in from the south <laughs> oh. they had no shot at it so um but it's enormous that it's enormous and then you have bartlett hill on the background which is really the highest point in portland um mm -hmm. you know the schools and ball fields are up there and everything but it is really picturesque and it was designed that way um so the original uh acreage was i think almost 60 acres and then uh chris cody you know, basically donated slash sold uh, what we weren't going to be using on the outskirts to the fish and game club for preservation. So nice. uh, during the fall, you, I mean, you definitely see some of the hunters out there in the woods in the spring. Sometimes they're, they're going for bird or deer or whatever, but um, it's a really, really cool property, uh, really cool property. And then eventually Chris and Donna just said to me, it's like, what do you want? Like, you're going to be this, the big part of this project. Like, what would you want? what would be the ideal situation? And I, you know, I designed the current building um, on my computer. 
you know, nice. basic outline. And really, they're amazing. And they found a way to make it happen in a really, really timely way. Um, working together, asked me what colors, you know, paint we wanted on the studios. And, you know, we outfitted the studios with all the technology you're seeing. Uh, we have a great relationship with the Cody's and the Cody family and Chris Cody's golf shop. Um, there, that piece that you're seeing there, that whole facility in general is the reason why we moved uh, our company from Massachusetts to Connecticut. So um, it's an awesome story. You know, the, every studio that you're seeing, there's three coaching studios, uh, the two other fitting studios. So we have five studios in total. Uh, two are for Chris Cody's golf shop and three are for NPI. Um, they're all small versions of my indoor studio that I had in North Adams, Massachusetts. Nice. Uh, down to the, the same turf, the same size hitting turf that you guys were hitting balls on, the same exact construction of the putting platforms down to the exact materials, the shiplap on the sides, that gray shiplap. It's all the same uh, and actually a smaller version of what my first studio was in North Adams. So that's pretty wild. Yeah. Now, so the coolest thing that I saw um, is you, the, the building was elevated. So like we were hitting and there's just, it just drops right off. So um, I know there, there was a, a, a little bit of zoning story. Do you want to, you want to well, tell that? <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's one foot above floodplain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're only about a quarter mile from the Connecticut river. So, you know, you have to understand that you guys are hitting balls into what was always a farm. Right. You know, when we, when we were looking at the property, it was a cornfield. So the joke was, if you build it, right? That was right. Always the, the, <laughs> the field of dreams thing. We had yeah. that going for a good six months or, or so. And, but before that, it was a tree farm, you know? So you're literally hitting into farmland and they had to relocate enough soil. So they couldn't use a topsoil. So they had to skim off the top layer of, uh, of dirt, basically, for the topsoil and get to the soil that was underneath and bring it over a truckload at a time from another place on the property to build up the, the footing of the building about 10 feet. So you're, we're one foot above floodplain. And the cool zoning setting. was fine. That wasn't an issue. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, I thought that, that what was it? What was that funny story that you American told Enterprise? American, yeah, yeah real American Enterprise. <laughs> Maybe we could save that story for another one. We'll if you save don't that. Tell it yeah, yeah. it was a really funny story. That guy was great. That was, <laughs> that was amazing. Well, after we make up the shirts for that, well, uh, <laughs> we, that'll be the story, and then we can sell them. So that'll there be you good. go. Um, the next, the next thing before we get like real into our swings and stuff like that is the sign. Um, there's a sign in your, in your bay and it says, this is a player centered environment guiding self-discovery. Mm -hmm. And this kind of leads into the lesson and everything. Um, just tell us a little bit about that saying, where did it come from? And um, how much was the sign? <laughs> the sign costs way too much. I have to say that. It, it's a really nice sign. Uh, signs by the sea. Thank you. You did a great job. <laughs> Um, cut me some slack, a little 10% yeah. discount. Great plug. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Um, but you know what? It's really the ethos. I mean, it's the meaning behind the logo, you know, every, the meaning behind the logo is, you know, the center of the helix is the player and every, all of us are around it. 
you know, supporting them and making sure that they're discovering their, their best performance possible. And I, I know that's all different for everybody and everybody's expectation levels and ability to execute skill and all of that. Um, but yeah, that's been the ethos for a long time. Uh, I read a book probably 10 years ago, kind of started the gears turning. And I really realized that it was all about the person that's in front of you a long time ago um, and how you communicate with them and what kind of resources you can put around them and what, what kind of feedback do they need to be successful. And, you know, that really led us to that sign right in the, the entryway to NPI Portland. Yeah, that's, a, that's, that's awesome. But, um, and after I saw the sign and like thinking about it more, like it's just the way you teach and like get let's let's just get into our lesson, boys. Like, how are you guys feeling after this? Because I feel great. Um, I also feel like uh, Pete is some sort of wizard and like everything he says now is just like, is it like a mind game? Like, what's he going to make me do now? Like, and everything's working, though. So like I'm in a great place. I, I feel like we're just going to go to the moon. Um, I've, I have, I look like a golfer. I've never seen you swing like that. I look like a golfer. I think that was like my only goal of this year was just to like, cause I know I'm athletic. I just wanted to look like I was. And, and I mean, I'm getting closer guys. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's funny. Cause I sent you, we were watching the, the film from go MPI. They posted today. Um, and I saw that sign and I saw it and I screenshot it and I was like, did you see this? We both sent it to each other. Yeah. Um, but it is like, it's so true. Like Pete obviously explained his coaching philosophy and like when talking about, like when trying to describe and like thinking about our lesson, like there was, you know, I just, I, it was the first time I think any of the three of us really had a lesson and I just didn't know what to expect as far as like information. Right. And so we walk into this facility and, you know, we, I hop right on the Sam like putting lab and I'm seeing data and things that I've never seen before. And obviously we're on track, man, we're getting numbers, we're doing things, but the whole time, and there's three of us in there and Norm, we probably should have mentioned Oh, that. and Norm, yeah. And Norm, <laughs> Norm, yeah, yeah. Sorry um, about that, Norm. We're, yeah, too, so, we're a little far in, but Norm came. <laughs> but yeah. It took you, he'll mark in the minute, like in the- <laughs> <laughs> He's yes. taking notes for sure. That's so true. But like, so, you know, we go in and, and I don't, and you know, I don't really know what to expect, but we start, you know, there was, there's so much information there, but what I thought was really cool about it. And, and, you know, part of the sign too, like the player's own journey, it's like Pete was very, as much as I was expecting him to be hands on, he was very hands off and like quiet and way more like observant. And even when, you know, we were putting and going through all the data and everything. Like I was trying to pick like, out, like stuff out of him. Like, okay, so should I be doing this? Should I be doing this? Cause this is what it yes. looks like the screen's yes. telling me, but, <laughs> but he didn't, he kind of like let us go and like explore it yeah. ourselves, which was like, to me, awesome. Like I, it was so good because <laughs> I can get information overload so fast. Yes. I, I just wanted to say as far as like, like pacing of it for us being there for two hours and like from what we took out of like we each had one swing note like I had one he told me one simple thing about my swing and two very simple things about putting and I feel like I'm a completely different person like <laughs> yes said. yeah uh, well Pete and 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 graphic this goes right back to what you were saying about being Pete you were very observant and and less um technical, uh, you know, which I think, listen, I've never had a lesson in my life, so I'm just speculating, but I imagine there's a lot of, um, 
if you get into a lesson with an instructor, sometimes it can be very technical, right? It can change your swing. It, sometimes I don't know. I don't know. That's me. That's me speculating. However, there was a moment that, and I did not hit the ball. Well, I hit it terribly. Um, however, <laughs> no, you, didn't. you know what you've grown through it though. And you, at the end, you were getting better. You're piping <laughs> three wood. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. By the end, you're getting better. And then there's a solution on how you can move forward. Yes. That's the piece. It's like, well, and, and some you people s- take to it quicker, honestly. And <laughs> some people get really weirded out that I'm quiet. Yeah. And well, cause I think you, you said something to me and it's the fix. It's the, well, not the fix. It's the, the thing that I think you mentioned all three of us about kind of depth at the top and keeping that, that depth on and getting really nerdy, you know, on the pushing your hands back on the downswing and, and yeah. keeping that depth. But you, but you didn't tell me how to do it. Mm-hmm. And, and you said that to me, you said, you notice that I didn't tell you how to do it. It's just how naturally I would do it. Right. And I think that actually is like the thing that stuck out to me more than anything, because it's like that, that to me is the way the philosophy of what you do. Right. It's like, well, don't tell me what to do. Just, just kind of instruct me how to get there and then I'll do it with my own athleticism. Right. And mm-hmm. I think that, and, and Pete, you speak on it certainly, but I think that's part of part of um, what you do. And I think that for us, I think all three of us, we appreciate that. No, it's, it's a huge part of it. You know, and the biggest thing that I do is I give, like you said, I give people time. Like, and I work with a, like very qualified tasks and you know, the worst thing that I see potentially happening on my part is that I give you something to work on and then you make a couple swings and I jump all over you. Like, and then they're right. like, no, 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 you're doing it wrong. Do it. And uh, that's the last thing I do. And I, and I tell people, especially in the, the first couple sessions, you know, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to stand back here. I'm going to watch very closely, but I'm going to be quiet. And I want you to hit, you know, six, eight, 10 balls. And I want you to explore this and I want you to see what it means to you. And right now in this beginning stage, you might discover just as much how you don't want to do this as much as how you do want to. And I do it for the sake of ownership of the, of the movement of the, the piece you're working on. So you're, you're, you're owning it. You're working on owning it your way and doing it your way. And you're not sitting there saying, and trying to do something that I told you to do. Cause then at that point, there's no chance that you're going to own what you're working on. Right. But if I give you, if I give you like, 10, 12, maybe 15 minutes of, you know, when we set the, the setting, there's plenty of feedback, isn't there? Oh, yeah. 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 That's yeah. the thing. Overload. I mean, you have video, you have, you know, we point out one number you want to be looking at. Like, there's plenty of feedback there where you, you really don't need me talking. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing that I try to do is give people space, respect the process, respect them as individuals. And, yeah, you're right, Frankie. I, I don't tell people how to do things until we're really identifying what's effective by what they're doing. So while you're going through all this, this discovery phase, I'm really closely watching and I'm just waiting until you do it, you know, you do it your way. And I'm giving you feedback to that extent after a little bit of time. And then you make that the plan. Um, and that was the same for all three of you. That's how I can coach three people at once. Yeah, it was it, it was incredible how you did that too. Because 
you had you had Frankie and John in, in uh, Year Bay, and then I was in the next one over, and I was just hitting balls, hitting balls, and then you came over, and it was just so cool how it happened because I was I was hitting my eight iron, and I came in, and you're like, oh, so what have you been working on? Asked me what I was working on, and I was like, well, this is this is what I've been trying to do, this, this, and this. This is how I feel like I'm hitting it. We went over the numbers, and you were just like, yeah, no, you're doing everything that you say you're doing. Um, hit a couple more balls, and I think I was hitting my eight iron, and I was hitting it like 145 to 150, which has is normal. Um, and then you told me, you told me the turn, you told me the the magic, and you didn't tell me, you didn't tell me what to do. All you said, you didn't like move my shoulders or move anything. You just said, put your right, well, my right shoulder as a lefty, so it would be a left shoulder for a righty, but put your right shoulder and point it at the ball. And then from there, like I immediately, <laughs> the next ball, like I did it a couple times and the next ball was the most pure flight, 160 down the middle. And then you, I just, I couldn't help but smile. And my mind, you could see my mind was blown. And then you just kind of smiled and then you left. <laughs> and I was like, my work's guy, done this here. Guy's, yeah. This guy's a fucking magician. It's, I, he, I'm sold. I am sold. Take all my money. Do anything. <laughs> you take my firstborn. I don't care. Like this guy is wild. So then a, another like mind. Blo- I got to tell another story about that. Like just your coaching style. It's so it's so cool. Because then I got hooked up to the putting thing. What's it called? This sand pot lab. Yeah. Yeah, sand pot lab. So yeah. I, I'm hooked up to that. And apparently I've never hit the only, <laughs> the only time I've hit the center of the club faces on a miss. And that explains distance control a lot, which is awesome. But then I start trying to figure out like where the center is. And I'm just like, Oh, what should I be doing? And all you said was just find the center. And, and I was, tr- I'm trying to like pull it out of you. Like, no, no, no. Like what should I be like moving back here? And you're just like, no, just find it. And then I kept putting and, there I was, I was, I was just hitting it. And I was just like, so, so should I be doing anything else? And you're just like, no. And it's just so simple. But like, I went out the other uh, last Sunday and I played great. I felt great. And I felt comfortable with my putter. And like, I know it's just the beginning and I probably wasn't hitting the center every time, but like, it's just, it's crazy. Like the little things that you do, it's, it was, it was just so easy. Like, I don't, um, I don't know. You guys, guys probably the the same way. Use, yeah, we use all of that feedback. We use all of that technology, not to complicate, but to simplify. Yeah, and, and you think like I've take the- I've actually taken lessons before, and I've my head was just spinning afterwards. I the only thing I wanted to do on my ride home from Portland was just get out of the car and swing. Like that's <laughs> that's all I wanted to do. I, I just was it was it was incredible, man. It it's, it really was. It was great. I think I had a lot of fun. I, you know, it was fun seeing you guys improve and have a good time with all the tech and everything. But that's the biggest thing that we do is we, we leverage our tools to simplify, you know, your thought process that, you know, and I tell people straight up, I say, if you start, your attention starts getting everywhere, that's a huge red flag and you need to check yourself. Like that's, yeah. that's, that's a huge no, no. Cause then, you know, what we want to help you do is play better golf. Like we don't care about playing swing. We don't play you know, care about, you know, getting wrapped up in the minutia of all the numbers, you know, cause you saw how we work with the numbers on track, man. Yeah. Really simple, really yeah. pared down, really pared down. Look where you're looking at carry distance side, which is deviation from your target. 
And then we looked at low point and that was a lot of what you guys were dealing with. You just didn't have a whole lot of ownership except you, you Ronnie, you were owning the low point pretty well, but frankly, that was your big thing, right? It was just, you couldn't get the club to bottom out after the ball. And, you know, and John, you, you know, you were just working on giving yourself some space, you know, it was the biggest thing, give yourself some room to work. But yeah, I mean, I told you guys all, you know, pretty similar things, but you're doing it your way and it's effective. I mean, frankly, it's all interleaved into some exceptionally complicated information that's at the highest level of kinetics and, and science that I just interleave into every session without using any complicated terms whatsoever. Yeah. So it's just wild to me. Like how did, (laughs) I'm sure this is a a broad question, but like, how did you come up with like this style? Because you are, you're just taking, like you said, you could, you could clearly get so deep into this and look at every number and launch angle and this and that, but, and trying to explain that to an average person probably isn't going to work out. So when did you realize that this is how you kind of had to go to be successful? Cause it's, I mean, it clearly works. You know, it, it really came. I mean, I, I'm fortunate to do a lot of really high level stuff with a lot of really smart people. Um, you know, I have 14 advanced coaching and teaching certifications and professional affiliations. Like mm-hmm. I work with at the highest level of science, whether it's motor learning kinetics and, you know, it all points back to the need for simplicity in the player's thought process. Like, you know, and I'm not going to get into the math of it, but you just can't really do more than one thing constructively during the golf swing. Like it's the golf swing is 1.23 seconds on average. Like what the heck can you do? You can't do five things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just not possible. You can constructively do one, and you want to get down to the root cause of many symptoms. So you're not sitting there playing whack-a-mole with, you know, with symptoms. And that's the biggest thing is people ask questions and I'm like, that's a symptom of, and the, and, you know, generally speaking, if you can get down to the root cause as to why, either on the good side or the bad, like we talked about last time I was on, mm-hmm. you guys experienced it. It was more of, you know, Ronnie, you move your lower body wall, right? Yeah. You that, had, I was happy they, you said that. Too. You had no space. And John, John, you had the same issue. You guys had no room to get the club through the hitting zone constructively. Frankie just couldn't get the club to bottom out after the ball, had to work on different movements. And for what you were doing, Frankie, it, it, that's a tough change. It's a change. It's a real change. And it's, and it's a tough one, frankly, because you're just trying to work out the, a different timing, a different movement. So, And at the end, you're finding a lot of success with maybe a little lower speed, on the club, you know, maybe some half swings to start and then you ramp up the speed as you're getting more comfortable. Um, but yeah, I mean, guys, it doesn't need to be, this game's already tough enough. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You don't need to overcomplicate it on your own thought process and get in your own way. I feel like, I feel like so much of like, at least what I'm learning too is like, and especially now thinking about like the mental aspect of the game, what you're alluding to is like managing expectations too. Right. Like, and that's goes along the lines for somebody who is having their first lesson and whatnot, like looking back now, it makes so much sense. Like simplest, like simply, what did we do? We found the center of the club face on the putter and on, uh, and, and on the club. And like that, 
that's all we did. Like it was just, and it makes so much sense, but you go into it and you think about like your first lesson. Oh, what, what, what in my swing is going to change where you think so technical, you know, you we're in the, the, the world of like YouTube coaching where it's like seven pointers in eight minutes and, <laughs> and it's all we consume. And it was just simply like, let's see what these guys can do. How can I help them hit the center of the, like hit the strike point better. And it was, it's so funny looking back at it now. It's like, I should, like, you would think that going into it, I would have just expected like, all right, how am I going to make better contact? But you never, you don't think about it like that. Yeah. No. It, <laughs> you guys didn't get more distance off more club speed. No. Yeah. It, and that's it the just thing using too. Using the club, right. Ronnie had that story. Like, <laughs> like I just, it's so true. Like just to, to piggyback off, like, uh, so my, my, when I went for, I putted first and then went and hit irons and I was in the, the bay with Norm and I was hitting the ball all, all right, but I knew I wasn't, I, I knew I wasn't squaring, like it, it wasn't terrible results. My shot pattern was definitely wide and my yardages were changing. But the minute you, ch- you, you literally told me the quick hands thing, this, I turned around right after I hit the first ball and I was like, did, did you guys hear that? Did you, cause the ball, <laughs> the sound of the contact. Frankie was, heard it, it in the next bay. Like, yeah, it yeah. was <laughs> immediately. And I look up like to your point, Ronnie, I look up at the monitor and I'm hitting a seven iron 185 and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh my God. What like, and Are you I'm using different balls or something here. Yeah. Did, you look at the, did you look at the look on Norm's face? Yes. Yes. <laughs> that was the classic part. Yes. He, look he on said, Norm's face. And I don't, you don't get much of a reaction from Norm on things. He was like, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I can tell right away. He's like, oh, you could, that sounded different. <laughs> that was markedly different. Oh, oh, it was, it was nothing I'd felt in 20 prior swings. Yeah. Probably never felt my probably life. ever. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, you guys are just seeing, you know, what it is. And, you know, John, you mentioned, you mentioned expectations. I love expectations. I think having expectations is an essential part of doing this well. And also your motivation for getting better. Reasonable expectations or uh, I want it to be as unreasonable as possible. Oh, I love awesome. it. Love it. Sick. Champion store. My that's mine. <laughs> why not? Remember. Guys, why not? No, like, I know that's what I'm saying. Like, if you have I goals, love the confidence. Yeah. Like you don't want to be delusional. Like that's yeah. different. Like, right, yeah, like right. I'm not making the PGA tour, but the champions. But, tour. <laughs> no, but if you look at it, it's so true. Like if you look at successful people, they all had some irrational confidence at some point. Like it's just, yeah. it, it is what it is. All right. So what, what do you think we can look for, um, in our next where you said you wanted to see us every month, which mm-hmm. I mean, I guess that's a good thing that you're, you're having us back. Um, but what do you, I mean, now that my swing is damn near perfect, what are you even going to work on once, once I come back now? (laughs) Honest, honest opinion. This went, this, oh my gosh. I love how we just went from expectations. Pete goes, all right, I want to see the craziest expectations. And now Ron has a perfect swing. I'm just saying I'm going to be on the champion store. So I just want to know how hard we're going to go next step, uh, next episode, next uh, lesson. No, I think all of you, you know, by that point, you're going to be putting in work. I know you are, and you're all going to be in different points of your development. And we're going to have to check in, see where you are, answer questions. Um, do you, do you grade do you grade people? Like, are we going to, are we going to have like assessments? Like, Hey, like, like when you go to the dentist, like, Hey, I know you're not flossing. Like, are you going to be able to tell if we're not putting in work? Uh, yeah. 
Nice. I don't <laughs> grade anybody, but I think yeah. you should grade us. And no, see like you know what? Bad, you know, we are the bad kid in the class. I'll say this. <laughs> so, I mean, but right now, guys, you're 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 at that beginning stage. Like you're you're still you're still working on technique yeah. at full speed. Like, how many shots do you hit around at full speed? Yeah, not probably many. more than I, I should. Like maybe a couple. Yeah, yeah. not yeah. Like not you're many. mainly playing shots, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. So you need to be able to transition what you're doing with you found effective technique and you need to be able to transition that into skill and play shots, have confidence with it, trans, you know, have it transfer across the board. Cause guys, you hit one club. Like yeah. John, I think you hit driver a little bit. Barely. I'd hit and driver, Ronnie, like yeah. Frankie, you didn't make it that far. You were just working on what you're working on that day. Mm -hmm. um but you guys have to be able to apply foundational pieces across the board play shots with it you know the whole thing is is like trackman's a great tool because we have skills tests so you know we put out a skills test of 36 shots which is just about the number of full swing in a round and we're giving you drivers we're giving you random distances and it's giving you a score from zero to 100 based on how well you do you know, working on proximity of the hole for for shots with yardages. Driver is about controlling distance and direction. Like, I mean, there's a lot to develop, guys, to act to have like a, a game that's going to result in better scoring. Yeah, and that's a, yeah. that's a big thing we do is that we work. You don't just work at full speed and say, "Yeah, man, I got this." And then you're going to go out and play golf, and you get you're working at mainly less than full speed or whatever. You have to, it's, it's a whole, it's, it's a process guys for, and that's why I'm telling you to come back every month. Cause that's what, that's what I work with people at the minimum. And that's after usually some intensive period up front. I just know that everyone, you guys have a schedule and it's good to have some time in between. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Frank. I thought that it's really interesting. You just said that because as I've been hitting balls in the last week since our lesson, that actually popped into my head. Like I'm working on full swings, right? That, and pretty much that's, that's it. And I think a, most golfers, when you go to the range or you're hitting into a net, like you're just working on full swings, full speed. Mm -hmm. um, now, you, you know, you dial it back here and there and, and especially in the beginning, maybe right to, to kind of warm up. But I was thinking, I'm like, how many times do I actually do this on a course, especially at, at my level, right? Like I'm not hitting the ball from the middle of the fairway, 150 yards out every time or 130. Like I'm hitting from the rough where I have to maybe go under a tree. I'm hitting, you know, or I'm, I'm, you know, under a hundred out and I'm still trying to figure out what that is in my game. Right. Like I don't have that swing necessarily. So I guess what's from a skill standpoint, is there a point that you get to with people where it's, it's more like, Hey, we're not going to sit here and just hit, you know, you know, 150 yard shots, 160 yard shot. We're going to work on different planes or trying to get into different movements. Like, is there a, is there a, he's shaking <laughs> his head. No. He's shaking his head. No, <laughs> okay. no, but I don't, I don't, it's a lot like, of feel, right? Like, I mean, no, like, but I don't like it. Like you want, like, you don't want to just change, change, change. You're finding an effective motor pattern for that person you're finding a, an effective relatable point for that person that person's making a connection they're making good contact they're controlling their ball you know but that's at full speed and there'll be times because that's what i say to people you know if you're if i'm coaching you 
Like if you're not just coming in for a lesson and you just want a one-off lesson, which is very rare for me to do, you know, I don't like let people have this warm and fuzzy session. Like I'm going to stress it out. Like if you're crushing it, yeah. like I'm going to put you on a skills test. that's really hard and I'm going to stress out the technique and I want to see what kind of skill you're going to display. Like what kind of, where are you on the skill aspect? Where, where are you on executing? Like, and sometimes people, you know, they, they're really a little further along in the process and they start really realizing that they, they have this. Mm-hmm. And then there's times that people oftentimes are in the, the beginning of the process, similar to what you guys are. And they just go nuclear. It's just like a meltdown <laughs> and they get, they get pissed. They get mad. And I don't blame them because they're feeling really, really confident, but I'm, I'm giving them a sneak peek of what it's going to be like while we're together. If they took where they were on their technique and went out in the golf course and potentially was trying to execute, you know, three quarter shots, half shots, all of that. And it shows and exposes where we need to do work, where, you know, where the conversation needs to be had, what, what kind of conversation it needs to be. And that's, I mean, people like that. They're, we're not coming in there. I'm not saying good, good, good the whole time. If they're coming in and they're doing really well, I'm going to say, let's stress this out. And I put a skills test up on, you know, what we've discussed so far. And like I said, it exposes it and it helps us, you know, keep progressing. I feel and like, I tell people that. yeah, I feel like that's a good segue for kind of looking forward. Right. And I know you're obviously a big data guy, but is there something that you like that is beneficial for us? Like when we're playing 18 holes, right. Should we be keeping fairway and regulation green and regulation putts? Like how much of that is, is useful to us or to you? Like, like where, how do you, where do you fall with that? I would say fairways hit and then proximity as a whole. Like, like rough, like don't, you don't have to like pace it off or bring a tape measure or anything. Yeah. 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 It's like, I was literally like, wondering where my tape measure was. I was going to put it in my bag. <laughs> you would. You With would. your phone flipping, Letterman. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Shout out RGA. <laughs> oh, my God. That's but seriously, so if that's the case, like number of pots can be really misleading. Um, yeah. You can miss 18 greens and have 18 pots in your, or whatever. You know, and you feel like a rock star, but you, you shot, what, 90-something. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So fairways hit and proximity. All right. I like it. Yeah. You got like anything else, Ronnie? I don't know, man. I think, uh, I think for this one, I'm good. I just, I do want to touch on, um, cause you guys haven't played around yet, right? Not yet. I actually, I did play my round and I, I hit, I hit the range once and I hit in the net once. And then I was doing a lot of dry swings with the new move, the new shoulder move. And then I'm driving to the golf course and I was like, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to do. Like, I don't know what to do. Should I be thinking about that? Like I almost went nuclear and had a meltdown. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I should just leave. I don't, I, <laughs> I'm not going to play well because this is a new move and all this stuff. Um, and I think it's really a big thing to do is, is practicing so much so that when you go to the course, it's natural. Right. So we always talk about that. And I, I just wanted to say that I was very nervous and I had a hard time 
um, with, with the move at first, because I was just so dialed in and focused on trying to do that. And then once I hit a couple, I got through like two holes and I was like, all right, we could just play, just play golf today. Let, let things happen. Don't worry too much. You're going to, you know, and at the end I started to get tired and I didn't, I didn't dip in as far. And like, you could, I could tell the difference in the contact. So it was cool to like go through that whole progression. And, um, I can't wait to see what you guys do after too. Cause like, I mean, we're all sending videos to each other and we're, we're on cloud nine. People. We're dialed. We're yeah. Dialed. We're, we're all, no, I mean, you guys, the expectations are high. Yeah, I like it. Like you guys are sending videos and you know, this is what I do with people. Yeah. You know, in between we communicate, you know, I have plenty of guys that are, you know, all over the place. You know, I got people from Worcester. I got a couple of people down in Florida, you know, they just, that's amazing. Full access. So, well, I mean, I'm, we're going to tell everybody to go. I, John, I was texting you right before we came on. Like, Oh, yeah, I have it. I was just about to look at him. I saw that they came through. Nice. You, He's I been waiting. A couple He's been waiting. We all wait. On, <laughs> we're just like, wow, is this a test? Is it, it, should, I, should I not have asked? Should, yeah, I, yeah. should I have asked? Should I? <laughs> we're talking to a guru now, and it's... Uh, I don't know about that. That's... Every word, every word, we're on pins and needles. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But... I think Frank, are you good? I'm and I'm good. Pete, I think Pete just be uh there's some videos coming through probably in the next couple minutes. So. That's fine. <laughs> if in bed, I have time. So we're yeah, it is funny. We're sending each other like the I was sending screenshots of uh last night to you guys, uh graphic and Ronnie with my my takeaway. It's just like it's yeah. we are well, what... um, we're all in. <laughs> what did I send you guys after the pictures that uh that tripod sent us? Uh what I I'm in my backswing just oh, yeah. stopped there and it looks so good. It I just look like a golfer. I changed it to my, uh, my screensaver on my oh, phone my and uh, the kids are just, off the screensaver. Yeah, the and, kids, and it's the kids are off and, and, and Pete swing is up there. That's what yeah, I'm calling it. Yeah. It's a, it's a master, not yours. it's a master <laughs> swing. It's Pete <laughs> swing. Thing, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, amazing. Oh man. Well, Pete, thanks again for coming in and uh, we'll be, we're going to do this probably every time we come and see you. And anytime you want to drop in and, and tell us anything, anytime you want to speak, you're, you have, you have a place. <laughs> the platform is yours. The platform is yours. You could take over the podcast if you want. Um, it'd no, probably you're be better for our job. listeners. It's, uh, it, you know, honestly, it's fun to come on with you guys and just check off and, yeah. you know, talk about your games now. Yeah. And it's not, it's not this, you know, you, it's not this, um, idea anymore you guys experienced it and you saw yeah. it and you, you know it's not a it's not an it's idea. real it's yeah. real. oh it's real it's and i encourage real. anybody who's listening go down and see the facility go see coach p all the guys down there it's it's amazing it's a it's an experience if you're a golfer you should go there because it is it is top-notch facility so it's pretty cool, um yeah it's for like, sure it's actually cooler than i thought it was gonna be from <laughs> that's cool though i mean yeah it's that's how that's what you want when you yeah, that's right. what you want when, when you get a when you get a blank canvas kind of how you explained earlier for it to come out like turn out like this when oh yeah. the fact that you made it on your computer too is kind of crazy but that is awesome no so there's cool. all sorts of good stuff you know i gotta just give big shout out to you know chris cody and donna and the whole family that they're 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 awesome. The whole team at Chris Cody's golf shop is super people. Um, got to know them really well, you know, before the facility was done teaching in the store, um, you know, just awesome people and, you know, can't thank them enough, you know, just for, you know, Portland and Southington and just their support. So it's, it's huge.
That's awesome. We'll have to meet them too. Maybe have yeah, them on sure. the pod. Yeah. That'd be cool. So, all right, Pete, we'll let, we'll let you go and, uh, and we'll be talking to you soon. Okay. Cool guys. Thanks. So boys that, I mean, Pete's awesome. I love talking with him. Um, what a great time it was at MPI. Uh, if you can get to MPI, go there. Everybody is magical down there. Um, the, the facility right to the instructors. Um, just, I mean, it's amazing. What else it's, can I say? It's, I think the best way to describe it simply, it's a complete game changer. Like as far as like golf goes, like hundred percent. I mean, we're like, you know, we we're kind of on year two of this journey and like, I can already tell, like we started to gain some knowledge and a little perspective at the end of last year, but like, this is, it's just complete game changer. Like this is, it's yeah, a different like what you said uh, with Pete, like going from watching YouTube videos and, and on Twitter and trying to follow these guys and look at this guy, like this, this right here that we're about to embark on this journey is how it's done. This is how it's done. This is how exactly. you get to the champion store. Guys, I think we should we should make like a declaration between us. Ooh, okay. No, no more YouTube videos. No more swing changes. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. Here, hold, I know, real quick. I know there's a few of us here that like okay. to do that. Here, okay, here, here. Let me, let me, let me, because I, I, I like where you're going, but let me say this: when and especially with we just talked about Pete's style, right? It's like you know he's not really tell. He's not putting us in the positions, or he's not really telling us like technically like what to do so when you know thinking about specifically with our hands right the hands high in a way when people are asking like what what like what what did you accomplish or what did you change like what's different you know i i tried to explain it via words and i didn't do such a great job with that i should say <laughs> via text which i suck at texting but <laughs> Can we send YouTube videos of the specific movements to other people if we're not using it for personal use? Oh, okay. Okay. So you're, well, here's you're, the help, thing. you're helping I, like somebody. if like it could, well, cause here's what I don't want to happen. I don't want, I don't want to be clean, be completely sober of YouTube. And then somebody, we have session number two and then, and I'm talking to Lenore or somebody or my cousin and sending them something. Here's what I'm working on. And then they rat me out on maybe a dm or something right because they're or listening obviously exactly you're trying not exactly. to get caught is what i don't want to get caught you're well if it's a declaration you know i don't want all yeah. these bridges burned Listen, i think i i i don't think uh i don't know frank do you have a view i don't i don't think you should be allowed to do anything because really should you be sending anybody videos like well i, I think I if mean, it's in, I think the, if wait if, no if it's just explaining Yes. No, that's what I I'm guess saying. That's, I, I, if it's just explaining, I guess that's okay. We don't we don't know where the next potential change or move or whatever pattern change our swing is going to be. If they're even like you know, we don't know what's next. So maybe the next thing will be way easier to explain. But I think specifically like with the move that and we didn't actually talk about it, but we all had the same <laughs> move in the top yeah. of our backswing, which we, when Pete is talking about, like we, me and Ronnie weren't giving ourselves the chance, like the club, even a chance to get on plane, it, essentially our left elbows for righties, your right elbows at the top was getting pulled down and in and kind of catching, getting caught on our body instead of feeling like you're pushing your hands away mm -hmm. and that it's now creating space as your hips turn for your arms. Oh, essentially getting Slavonovich itself. Yeah, so. <laughs> for sure. And one, so the other thing that I, and 
I, I don't want to get into the weeds here, but um, same thing. This is yeah, fun. I know. True <laughs> is is one thing that I was doing. And, and I think I bet you a lot of people have this issue um, is I, I, I lunge at the ball. Yeah. And which, so I'm on my toes more than my heels yep. or, or, you know, where you should be in the center of your feet, I guess. Um, and that was like, again, he's just the way Pete goes about it is so interesting instead of like, tell, like, yeah, he's like, you're, I mean, your hands are going way too forward in, in your swing. Like you're just, you're lunging at it. Basically. He didn't say it in those words. That's just me explaining. Cause I can't use the words he used. Cause I just don't have them in my repertoire. Yeah, you're not a you guru. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but back to your point, though, graphic, your original, your original question, I think you can send it to people, but I think I'm going to go cold turkey here. I'm just going to unfollow everyone that I follow Ooh, okay. because it's just bad for me. Like every day I'm changing something. You know what I mean? So I think that's yeah. I, I think just, so, I think in, in your position, Frank, specifically where we're kind of like you're at finding the game and swing and everything like that. I think it makes a hundred percent sense for you to cut it cold turkey. Yeah, it's, it's I, Coach Pete. It Coach ruined Peter me bust. for a year or two. Yeah, <laughs> when I was at like in your place, so I, I love it. I love. I, I need it too. You know, I'm an addict. I, Here's I, my <laughs> view on yeah. the whole thing because I I am not a YouTube guy. Yeah, um, you're, yeah, you're I'm really just a, old. Just trying like a, <laughs> that was rude, um, but we're gonna let it slide. Uh, just a, I guess an old school, just try and figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, um, look a coach up traffic. in the phone book, call him. Yep. Yeah. Look. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Instagram is so dangerous though. Dude, what I'm is. trying, what I'm trying to say though, is that I don't think you should be allowed to go on a rabbit hole find to find the perfect video yeah, for, that's fair. to send to YouTube. Yeah. Find the first one, send it, get it out of your life. Or get you better know? at, get better well, at work. The first step is <laughs> yeah, or get yeah. or use your big boy words yeah, um, and just figure out how to fucking I'll be sending. I'm gonna, instead of I'm gonna instead of like <laughs> instead of texting now I'm gonna be sending videos of me like moving. <laughs> yeah. oh, Absolutely. First step is is admitting that there's a problem graphic. Yeah, right. So yeah. let's start there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's get in. We could finally talk about the Connecticut Masters. But can we do it? Oh yeah, Let's do it. We can only talk Saturday, about day Saturday. one. Yep. We can only talk about day one. Um, I know graphic. Let's not start with you because it wasn't the best day for you. Um, we'll get to you, but Frank, uh, why don't you tell us about your first day? Oh, okay. So we're jumping right into. Uh... <laughs> yeah, let's just. How are you feeling? How was? I mean, it was awesome. It, so, it was a beautiful day. I'll say. I'll, I'll say this right off the bat. I think uh, second time through, much. Uh, easier maybe um than than last fall knowing the guys that whole thing so that that helped but from the game perspective and just playing i mean fairview is like uh i feel like if you know fairview and you've played there a bunch it's it's a course that you can like attack and there's just so many pieces of the course that like specifically for me maybe that i can i feel really comfortable with Mm -hmm. so that that helped a lot and i think it's like almost like a where I don't feel that way at Kendallwood, even though I've played Kendallwood a million times, it's probably the most played course I've, I've played in my life. Um, it's just different. Fairview like is is open. You can't get. You, there's not a it, lot it, you can get in trouble. Like it, it definitely like watching you play it too. It fits your eye, and it kind of fits like where you're comfortable. Yeah, with where the ball's going and distance wise too. I have it like and you know what, good or bad, right? Like my you know you guys both outdrive me and probably everybody in the in the. Uh, and they ate some out drives me, 
but like it honestly plays to my favor really well because I know what to hit on certain holes, like and and the specifically the back nine. I I just historically play well, and I did it again, and I played you know shot a forty two on the back. Like I can't be mad about that at all, yeah. um, uh, you know. So yeah, what the hell happened on that back? I mean, you were you- all over the place. I I I started slow. I think the first three holes I was like five over, and I ended up like six over. So yeah. I mean. So pretty I, sick. Yeah, yeah, it was good. The <laughs> last six holes, I think I played one over, one over. So that was uh, the last best, best stretch I've had this Damn. year. Damn, that's wild. And it was for what? It was a net seventy six. Yeah, uh, yeah, net seventy six. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. was tied for T one, baby. Yeah, which tied. which I was shocked. And actually, you know what's funny about that is, I think playing the front, not not that playing the front nine. Uh, bad was was a good thing but i think it got out of my head about like even thinking about like trying to be in the final group or trying to be like up on the leaderboard hard yeah exactly like i just played the back nine loose and like didn't really care about where i was going to be in the standings and was honestly i was shocked that i was t1 after we all added up and i I think i was too pleasantly surprised obviously because i think we can all say uh at least our group that we all just wanted to get off that damn course at, at oh the end of the God. day. Like it was a mental grind or it was just, I mean, Frankie, yours, your ending was a little bit different than, than the rest of ours. But like I played, um, probably the, one of the biggest roller coaster rides of my life. Um, yeah, you're, and you it were was, all over the place, dude. I had, uh, I had an Eagle and three birdies and shot an 87, um, so insane just yeah, think about yeah. that for a second yeah. I'll, I'll say it again for the people that just heard that true and not i net. shot i had an eagle three birdies and still shot an 87 so i had nine three putts which, which was pretty impressive uh impressive and i was gonna say incredible so it, it was incredible was incredible yeah it was incredible um something yeah just uh un- it, it was crazy i could not hit a single putt like the only putts that i hit were the three birdies that was it didn't have to putt on the eagle because i chipped out from like 170 yards right yeah yeah yeah, right (laughs) it wasn't that far your three Um, shot hole yeah um your three shot 470 yards par three (laughs) par five jesus no but i chipped in it had to be what 30 yards yeah. Yeah. Something like yeah, that. Oh, I think a, no, it was farther than that. that. It was yeah, probably it was like, like 50, 45, 50. 50. Yeah. It was yeah. 700. We'll say 100. It was neat. It was for sure neat. <laughs> yeah, it was sick. neat for sure. Would have been that a, was... a little pissed Frank didn't get it on camera, but only, yeah. yeah. And it was my own doing because I was just like, oh, I'll go up and go get those guys because they were, he was with us for the first few. And uh, yeah, I mean, that was crazy. That hole, that hole was the craziest. I think that was the turning point. Um, for our group at least because graphic you were grinding all day like you were you shot a decent round for what you were going through off the tee off the tee you were it was it was a struggle i hit two two tee balls that were decent and it's so it sucks so much like coming off that having to talk about this off that p interview because if i simply had just went and saw (laughs) none of this would have happened i know imagine what how different it would have been it so yeah it was just simply put and it's funny because it's like so obvious too now and i kind of knew it was happening then and i just didn't know the fix and the fix is exactly what we just talked about with the whole hands thing and what was happening for me is i have a tendency to just my hands get fast and they beat my hips and i have a little I, I just have this pull draw 
And sometimes when I get super fast, it's just a, a rope yank. Like it's just a, it's just a, it's, it's a line drive <laughs> over the first baseman's head. Like it's yeah. nasty. Yeah. It's gnarly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And at I, Fairview, it does not play well for it, you though. And yeah. dude, and I've and Ronnie's seen me have it at Fairview before. That same oh that God. same remember that round, dude? The meltdown of you what birthday it was on your birthday. Oh, it was on my birthday. It was the it was the yeah. first round of the year four four or five rounds ago or, or years ago. Um, it was bad. Yeah. And it was it had to be triple digits. It was yeah. one of the worst. It was brutal. If you never played golf after that, I wouldn't have been surprised. It That's was the it yeah, was. it was the worst ever. Now yeah. now this Saturday wasn't like that, but yeah, no, but it, not but at off all. the tee, it kind of had those like, and I know what it's like to get in trouble off the tee, but yeah, it, yeah. it's just I we talk about some it. Really good shot, and you're you're you chip well, uh, Frank. I can't help but say that you have some of the softest hands that I've ever seen. Like you chipped so well that day. I appreciate that. Yeah, <laughs> graphic. Your the spit the 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 cheddar that you brought on Saturday. It was aged just perfectly. Um, it just <laughs> it had a, a perfect scent to it. Like you were just grabbing the greens and just pulling the string. Like it was nuts. So that the, definitely helped you. Yeah, the worst part about like the worst like that. That's what sucks about like rounds like that is when you know. Like when you fight to save, like I, I, what did I shoot? I shot 89 and I fought to save it. Like I oh, got up 100%. and down, like I hit four, I lost four or five balls and I got up and down from like 120, 110 yards, like multiple times. That's what I'm saying. Like you were making save. that thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I had, I had nothing. Yeah. If but you got off the, if, if you zero got off the tee, zero swing, zero yeah. feel. If you I got tried, off the tee, I would say you probably would have shot at low eighties. That's how bad that that's how bad your tee shots were. Oh like, yeah, you, I, I lost four golf balls. Yeah, it was in Fairview. Like it sh- that shouldn't that should that can't happen if you want to score. Right. That's a lot. That's a fucking lot of balls. I was yeah. Always, but, and I think yeah. the point that you're saying though, traffic like with getting up and down, it's so big. Some like oh again, God, it comes yeah. back to like when you don't have certain things. Like you other things, you know, it tends to like not even out, but like you can, you can rally a score just based off. And I think I did the same, like a similar thing, right? Like, you you know, iron play was terrible, but like I'm getting up and down for, for whether it's par or bogey, right. And you're saving holes. And that's, I mean, again, back to like, just what we're trying to do here. Like that is so big and and understanding what the hell is going on each day is just so important. And like, if that's working for you, like, yeah, obviously you want to be in, in the, on the green, but uh, you know, putting for birdie, but like, listen, if you can get up and down, sometimes that's just as important, you know? Yeah. yeah. So. But, and, and so I'm playing with Shaw who, what well, we obviously have to talk about, um, I was just going to, yeah. Three of us are playing that, together yeah. who goes six, who was even through six holes. And was it though? I keep, I keep, yeah, he was even for, through six. Oh, I but it was the sixth hole that he, that was oh. that par five. So I think it was maybe. even okay, through sorry. five. Maybe even. Through yeah. Five. We kept uh, saying even through maybe, six, but he was yeah. even through five. Yeah. And on the sixth hole, he had that kind of errant drive that was just off to the right. It wasn't bad. But oh, right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know what you're right. talking about. Yeah, you're right. So, so either it way, it was, even yeah, through either five, way, though, playing he, so good, dude, like so he, good. He had he played Fairview like, oh, man, it, he, he had two par fives where his second shot was 150 yards from the hole. Two par fives yeah. on far. three. He had a 150 yard shot. <laughs> you want to know, insane. like, I haven't played with Chris a ton, but after that round, um, 
I feel like he's got like some like can't lay vibes, like just a silent killer. Like he wasn't showing like too much emotion during that, like five holes. And like, he was just attacking. Yeah. yeah. And then even when, even on the last three that he absolutely did not do well, you couldn't really tell like, yeah, how he was feeling. Yeah, I mean, you were riding with him, graphic, so you. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, we were like, yeah, it was pretty. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Like, like you know what I'm saying? The focus maybe... was super. Yeah, he. Yeah, it wasn't. No, I know exactly what you're just saying. Just like a, I don't know, maybe, maybe can't never lay. Too, like, never too he was high, just... never too low. Yeah, yeah he was kinda, exactly. Yeah, just very even keel. That's very true. Yeah, um, which is good. Which yeah, is really good. You could tell that. You could tell that. That's something I feel like he's worked on too. It was nerve wracking. It was nerve wracking when he was even and just didn't even care he was just like on to the next hole i'm just like how long is this shit gonna last and then when you said hey shaw's even through five oh, i was 100% just like on purpose please fucking yeah. work 100 <laughs> yeah. percent on purpose um, um and it actually i think it did a little bit and then he and then he fought for the rest of the round i think it was he was after that it was kind of like um he kind of did what everybody else was doing until frankie hit his stride for the last six holes um, and just grinding shit out. So he, we do have to talk about, he had one of the more interesting holes, uh, which could have been one of the most interesting holes I've ever seen <laughs> oh, on a scorecard. I was, uh, uh, I was finding, I, I had an interesting hole that one too. I was somewhere else. Oh, um, you were, but, you were on the left side. We took yeah. the right side. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And it was funny too, uh, in the video, in the premiere today, there's a couple shots of us from, both positions so it's the yeah it's, i think it's the 14th or 15th 15th hole, hole. i'm in the waste area i'm oh, in the yeah. shit yeah. oh that's why hammy texted me today he texted <laughs> me after the premiere you know you can ground your club in the waste area right and i'm like what is he talking about that's what it has to be what he's talking about oh that's um, amazing yep so there's this like uh it, probably what used to be a pond like a wetlands area that's now a little mm. overgrown um and i hit my driver in there stupidly i should have i should have just I, I tried to hit the ball out of the the ha the waste area and put it in the drink or, or, or just like didn't even make it out had to drop behind it another one drop behind i it was like 150 out got up and down made five like yeah, that was a big yeah, i remember that that frankie talked five. about that on the way up to the next tee we're just like whoa that yeah. was a big five so yeah. shaw does the same thing hits his driver in and then tries, I want to say, yeah, then pick, I think he picked a, an unplayable, dropped it. And then the first one that he hit, he didn't know if it made it through or not. So he had dropped, hit three, didn't know if he made it through or not. He then dropped a provisional just to make sure and proceeded to hit seven in a row. No exaggeration. Chunk. No, I swear to God, like complete chunk skull, like chunk skull, chunk skull, chunk skull. Oh not, my one, God. not one of them had a chance of getting over. It got to the point where I'm just like looking at it and I'm like, what do we do here? Like, yeah, that's some tin cup shit. It's so funny because I remember this and I was sitting there, you know, waiting to hit my shot. Um, and I just I, I like was paying attention, but didn't like wasn't fully you know engaged because oh I saw God. I saw you hit one in. And I was like, oh, man. uh Oh, Jeez. and then I saw shaw and like you guys were there for a while and i was Bro, like two sleeves the brand new balls <laughs> in the shit i felt so bad just for him financially in that situation N not let alone how awkward it was like i didn't even know what to say i was like guy just dropped 27 dollars into the lake and, <laughs> and yeah and he go and then he goes around and it had just made it through so if uh, it didn't if that first ball didn't make it through we're looking at like a 
I don't even 20? know. We have, we have, we have what you're record. looking at is history in the Connecticut the Masters of the highest score ever to be recorded. Yeah. Um, no, but uh, that's yeah, hilarious. So, that was that was too funny. But yeah, he grinded. I feel like I know. We, I mean, we talked about it a little bit. I feel like Saturday conditions were the greens were kind of faster. They were they were really nice. It was greens yeah. were faster than I expected. Um, yeah, for sure. Wind. I thought wind was a a factor, kind of. At the end, it kind yeah, of picked not up to, a little yeah. bit, but. But no, it was it was good. And and so I, what do we think? What do we think about the other group? I know um, we kind of everybody we don't know too much, but we know that um, uh, when we got to 10, uh, there was a little hold up. Uh, we knew that oh, Mark, yeah. Mark had shot a 46, which is very good for Mark. Yeah. Um, and then right after that, um, I guess he had hit one into the range. Now, no, number so- two. Or something like that, or in you know, I think hit, it was I, like out of bounds or something. Yeah. And it, oh yeah, you're right. I think it was the range. Yeah, I think it, it was, was into range, the range, the was and the then range. there was you know, Hammy. Which the range uh, is technically OB. Yeah. So, so the rules, the rules official, official put down the hammer, um, and he didn't tell him to go back and re tee. He just suggested, and Mark wasn't too happy, obviously, to drive all the way back. It's like a very long ride of shame. Um, and then he hit. He just pretty much cold shanked another one right off the tee and dead OB, dead OB, and then just went down and, and dropped a ball. Um, yeah, so, so he me, didn't hey, do wait. that well in the in the uh, is his back nine. We need to um, talk about this. We, yeah, we, we need, need to need stop to talk. and talk about this because okay. be careful. I, but yeah, we got to be careful because you know yes. you don't We're know only if this. Oh no, no, yeah, I yeah. will not. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes. This okay. this may have something. No, you know. yes, no. We I will. I'm I'm talking about strictly rules. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, we need to come up and 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 Ronnie, I'll I'll let you you know and the board deal with this as as mm-hmm. you want. We will. But I do think there needs to be a common sense play, right? Where right where um. Cause I'm all about the rules, especially in something like this, because I think it's very important because we don't give gimmies. There's none of that. Right. So it's like it, your score is your score. And it, especially with the handicap range, I think that's very important. So right. the integrity of that, I think needs to, to stay hundred percent. But However, in an instant like that, where we're getting, where, yes. where this isn't an actual, like if this yes. isn't a sanctioned tournament where everybody like, you know what I'm saying? So for yeah. the pace of play and like, here's what, here, here's what, yeah, where, devil has, devil's here's where, but here's yeah, where, this is where I would bark back is, is you have to just know the rules. Like there's, there's no reason if you, if you hit one, if you drive, if you come all the way back to hit your third, which is the rule. Mm-hmm. And that third goes obviously directly at OB you th- there shouldn't be a second thought of taking a ball out of your pocket another and dropping one. It and hitting another one he that's probably, not time yeah. that's not time related that's just not understanding the that's rule. very true that's very Which, right he but, should yeah but, to but your also point, like, he was pretty fucking mad too like you yeah, know, which is totally which is fair. understandable and i get the whole thing yeah yeah, yeah. but um but it's the yeah. tournament and I don't it's know. still the rule Exactly. No, but I know also, what Hammy would argue. So <laughs> no, and not no, even that. I'm just, and I, and I, I'm just arguing like, okay, like either either hit from down there and take a stroke penalty. Do something. We could we could do something like that just so that we had two groups behind us after that. Yeah, yeah. Is what I'm saying. Like it's yeah. it's a pace no, of play kind of thing. Yeah. So instead of having him come all the way up and then having to hit two more tee shots, instead, you know, nobody wants to drop a third one in front of two other freaking groups, even if he knew one of us. Um, so 
I don't know. We could talk about something where if you're going to do the rule, like change a rule like that, you can get a two stroke penalty or something like that, or make it, you yeah, know, even you just worse. call it a pace of play rule. Just call it a pace Anytime of play. Instead it's, it's a two stroke. It's not a one. Exactly. Yeah, so he could have dropped easy. down there, taken a two stroke hit from there and got his, whatever he got, you know, eight, yeah. whatever. That's actually and a here's good a, one um, for the boys. I think that's penalty, not a bad idea. It's probably the way to go about it because a one stroke penalty is just not enough. Right. Right. Yeah, it's, just I mean, not the rule. it's no different right. than hitting a different outside. hazard. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's a good point. And so, so Kravi, you make a great point and he probably should have hit the, you know, another one or another one or another one until he had a ball in play. So yeah. it, it's not even necessarily technically. technically, technically I know yeah. And that's, yeah. but it's not even necessarily that situation. Like that situation obviously jumps out of, you know, jumps out because we were right there when we're watching it happen. I know. Yeah. But I think there's just like, you know, and, and I think a pace of play is probably a really good way to, to, to handle it. Um, because I, I just think, listen, we're not we're not pros. I want to play by the rules, but at the same time, I think we need to take in consideration that, like, listen, if you drive 250 yards up up the fairway and your ball is lost in the woods, going back probably is not the best way to go about it, right? Yeah. Like, let's just right. it, well, this well, it's funny you say that because, and sorry to cut you off, but I had this conversation with Hammy two years ago because when I played uh, the USGA, actually thought this this conversation that we're having right now went to the USGA for the same exact reason, same everything. And from they the decided Masters? what from the Connecticut masters pretty much. No, well, this is, <laughs> I mean, they were thinking about us, but they, they decided that clubs now private clubs can take on these rules that, but they don't have to. So that's why I was so confused. Cause I remember arguing with Hammy about it, but my club took on the rule, which they, which is made for these situations is it's two. You can actually get to move if you're OB right in a fairway, whatever, or sorry, on a par four, you hit a drive 260 yards OB, right? You see the stakes there. You don't know if it's out. You don't hit a provisional and you just go, you just happen to go up. It's two, it's two strokes and you get to drop it on the fairway, but it's two stroke penalty. So you're hitting okay. four from then instead of, cause technically the rule is you got to go all the way back to the T. Yeah. So it's like the leaf rule that we played last year. Exactly. I mean, that's but it's two bad, strokes. Yeah. And, but, and you get to, though. you get to include because it's two strokes. It's not, it's not two clubs in distance. It's uh, or in no closer. It's it's fairway. Right. So you get two clubs from the fairway. So that kind of that that and kind of works strokes. for us just because it combats the the pace of play issue that we have. That I mean, yeah, everyone knows that it's the Connecticut's Masters weekend, but they still want to play golf behind us, and they're not going to yeah. wait. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. right. Yeah. I think uh, I think that's definitely something that we're going to bring to the board this year, and um, we'll discuss once you know once we can. So what do you, what else you got? Who else do we got to talk about? I mean, Mark ended up, he didn't shoot a 46 on the back. I know that, um, wasn't day one leader. So I lost that bet. I know that um, he was in third though. Yeah. You two in. were, he was in, he, yeah. oh no, it, he so was it was me fourth, and Frankie fourth, at 76 yeah. graphic at 80 Mark at 81. And this is all net obviously. Um, and then it was pretty tight. It was Shaw and Brett at 82. Yep. And then Hammy was at an 83, I think it was. Four? I think it or 84, maybe it was 84. He was close-ish. Yeah. Um I just watched the premiere too, so I, I don't <laughs> I should remember this. And then I think Dave was an 89. Um so pretty tight. Pretty yeah. tight going into day one or day two. And we didn't really know what we were gonna get. So I guess we leave it at that. Um cliffhanger. The cliffhanger ensues. We're going to have that video coming out sooner than later. And I can't, I can't wait for it. And uh, 
I'm sure everybody else can't either. Cause it was a doozy. Um, every on Instagram, I guess we can say that there was there indeed was a playoff and that's it. Wow. I like that. Bang, what yeah. a hanger. There was a, there was a hundred percent of playoff. The people on Instagram that already knew cashed. that. that we said cashed. that. And, um, that was the only bet that I won. Um, and that is the last we're going to talk about the Connecticut Masters until hopefully uh, next week or whenever Tripod gets that that video out. Um, so what's next? All right, let's talk about one of let's talk. Well, let's talk about PGA first, and then we'll hit on the God Lodi. Did I say that right? Lodi ch- Championship. Um, you're you're honestly asking the wrong person. Yeah, I uh, I, I, I don't know <laughs> Lydia Ko. Um, She's nasty destroyed that field um, and then lastly very lastly very briefly we're going to talk we're going to talk a little bit about the austrian open so you, this you might be the only you're, po- you're going to be talking about the austrian this might open. be the only <laughs> podcast where, where you're going to get this hard hitting info so yeah um all right let's start with one of my favorite tournament you know i'm a, you know i'm a tree guy i love trees you love the rbc heritage i just love saying. trees okay but yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I got, I get what you're saying. RBG. Yeah. The RBG. Jesus. Um, yeah, dude. <laughs> Start I, I talking know. about we've, trees and you get no, all worked up. <laughs> no, I think we've talked about it before, but um, Hilton head, obviously awesome, awesome course. Awesome venue. Always follows the masters masters ton of history, um, but just such a cool course. Like so wooded, like such a, such a shot, like such a shot demanding course. Um, I love it. And are you, are you, in, cause it, that's the thing. A lot of people are either like watch it or don't watch. Cause it's the week after the masters. Do you normally watch it? Are you, are you a fan of that golf course? Cause it does. It's kind of got its own style. It's short. It's only, it's just under, I think it's just about 7,100 yards. Anybody can win it. It's not, you know, it's obviously not a, it's a target golf course. Um, but it's yeah, just this, this one. I usually take the, uh, I take the week off. Uh, okay, which one usually, I feel like a lot of people normally um, do. Yeah, you know, after the whole press press releases and all the the media and all the stuff from the Masters, I'm just I'm just tapped out. Yeah, there's um, such a build up. Not that I Masters. don't want to watch it, but I just feel like it just helps to you know. And we had we had a crazy Masters week. Oh, we yeah. had the thing. You know, we had uh, Pete's uh, lesson, and then I just didn't I didn't find time to watch really at all. Um, yeah. I did. I, I I did notice that um, Stuart Sink's uh, son carries the same uh, tan lines as him. Uh, oh just has God. a hell of a lot more hair. Carries his bag and the same. It's tan lines. it's the most ridiculous thing that both his sons have the hair of a god. It's similar to your hair oh, right thank now. Thank you. Yeah, um, you can say it. I'd like to put them in the same category, but. Um, <laughs> the oldest son there he had some flow going boy dude he was what a bro straight off and he's straight off a plane he shows up he's just in athletic shorts and a t-shirt he's got a headband on long hair i think he was wearing flip-flops like yo he's been there before serious all i have to say he's he's been there yeah (laughs) but yeah i got to see you know a few shots um uh i i don't know what what the hell happened to colin colin was in second place yeah yeah he was in the final group sunday pretty crappy Uh, sunday huh yeah, didn't have it. All right, so let's talk. We'll start. Let's start with. Let's start with Sink. Obviously, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, forty-seven years old. One thing that I like noticed, obviously not normally watching Stuart Sink a lot. He's a big dude. He's big, he, big dude. Yeah, big dude. He's like six four, like two forty. Like he's a big dude. Yeah. Um, 
And his swing speed is kind of crazy. Like the dude's 47. He's faster. His swing speed is faster right now than it was 14 years ago on tour. Obviously been on tour for a really long time. This is his third time winning the RBC Heritage. Uh, He won in 2000, 2004, and now 2021. Um, I always thought this was Jim Furyk's tournament. So he comes, yeah, right. It's his. <laughs> but he, dude, he, yeah, I know. And he, yeah, and he comes out, and what does he do? He shoots 63-63, breaks the 36-hole tournament record, mm. um, who was previously held by Jack and Phil Mickelson uh, mm. at 13 under. Just <laughs> destroys that. Um, yeah, he starts like just kind of ridiculous. He starts 63-63. He's got what I think five shot lead Saturday, and he's kind of just in. He's just kind of in the captain's seat, um, and it was really his job Saturday and Sunday to go out and kind of just manage the golf course and not um, and not really make any mistakes. Um, but another storyline with Stuart Sink that we talked about last week. I know you're going to love this. I know you're sick of hearing this. Decade. Uh, Scott Fawcett, we introduced him with Will. It's just crazy, though, like, I so I I admittedly did sit in on a webinar that Scott Fawcett posted on Twitter. Hopped in there, a nice hour and a half of him explaining decade, and it was this really interesting. Everybody, posted, everybody that listens to this podcast is just like so like overwhelmed that you actually did that, like and so surprised that you did that. Everybody just went, <gasps> "No, graphic really dude, did that." No, listen, <laughs> listen I, hey, I'm not the only one. You can hop on the train if you want, but that dude was on all week. Dude, I'm there. Every major golf podcast. I'm oh, ready. That, does that make us not major? So I should have reached out to him. He has liked a couple of our tweets, though, which is huge. But <laughs> huge, no, but, absolutely dude, huge, dude. But Big like time. the like the story's crazy, though. We talk about decade, the whole you know managing the course. Like he Fawcett says, he Stuart Sink bought decade through the App Store, which is like ridiculous. He, about eight eight months ago, didn't reach out. Professional golfer didn't like you know just saw heard about it, buys it wins three weeks later he now has two wins no one else this year has more than he he's leading the tour and wins he's 47 years old he shouldn't be able to do this which is ridiculous um not not that he shouldn't be able to do this because i'll give you a little uh i'll give you a little fun facts here okay this year average driving distance he's longer than tony finau justin thomas bubba and xander shut up wow that like that's ridiculous that's serious yeah that's serious. That's shocking yeah um Oldest player in PGA Tour history at 47 with two rounds, 63 or lower in a tournament. Jeez. Um, He's got to he, be close to the oldest on tour to win, right? Uh, or that's got that's maybe up 53. Maybe I'll. Yeah, I'll, he's I'll yeah, not 47, but definitely getting up there. Um, yeah. But he's yeah, three so years away from the champions tour. Yeah. That's crazy, dude. And he yeah, he's like and and obviously so. And the reason I bring up Fossa is because decade like the whole process was a huge talking point all week in golf. Um, the whole Stuart Sink happens. And it's funny, kind of like a little bit of a bone to pick with the PGA Tour, because you look at the Sky Sports, which is over, you know, in Europe, their mm-hmm. whole broadcast Sunday, everything that they talked about was all about Fawcett and decade and what this is and the strokes gain metric and everything. And what is the PGA Tour? Like, what is the coverage? It's just like, yeah, it looks like they're doing uh oh, that's a terrible accent. 
looks you know looks like they're doing you know they got a game plan they're talking in code and like all these things <laughs> was that was that your take on an american accent <laughs> no dude that was supposed to be that was supposed to be I, no. i'm not even oh that was it. european yeah yeah okay um european like british like what like, are you both like, are, like, it's just an accent all right okay was, multiple uh, accents in europe Ronnie, yeah. just to let you know okay anyway that's a good point frank <laughs> big said uh, was a geologist either so oh no but he goes out <laughs> he goes out wins this tournament on a on a, a a shot like i mean on such a target golf course um one of the one of, one of my favorite things about stewart's thing that i found this weekend i actually just find this hilarious i just thought about this in his instagram if you look at his instagram profile i hope i don't know if either of you guys saw this no i'm stealing this from pga memes shout out um he has his what's in the bag so this is i'm gonna read you his instagram profile it's li- <laughs> it's it's ping ping g410 driver fair then it then i'm not gonna link, list all the models but fairway woods irons catch putter chasing a pro v1 burning hickory and generally running amok around the world what a gangster <laughs> What a what a like what a weird dude. He's got his what's in his bag in his, his Instagram profile. profile. That's a hundred. I've never seen that. Too. Oh yeah. Well, I guess yeah. he used to be uh he used to be kind of like an out there social media guy. Um, sick. So my question to you guys, okay? Stuart Sinks won twice on the PGA Tour now, um, over three million, I think, or right around three million dollars. Um, his son's caddying for him both times. Do you think? that he's given him more than 10%. Ooh, great question. Great question, right? I'd have, or or do you think he's he gives him anything? Well, I was going to say and I says have, I'm going to put it in the savings for you cuz I'm I'm papa bear and I could do what I want. How old is how old is he? I son? don't jeez, that's a great question too. Because I think that has a lot to do with it. You might have like to look that up. Like 20, yeah, it looks like he's 23. Yeah, he's definitely old enough to make his own decisions and and take that but you're talking about three hundred thousand dollars he's made this year oh if he's yeah, if he dude. did the ten percent you know yeah does he <laughs> so oh, what that's such a great question. you know like i guess what what would you do so say for you're, my son yeah you're 47 right so in in 10 years ronnie you're 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 on the tour you get your Tom's so let's, is talk, on the bag. Let's, let's talk about when i'm on the champions tour and thomas yeah. is on the bag right? exactly tom's I'm on the, the bag. champions tour obviously it's not do? gonna be He's, so he would say he's gotta, 20 years old. Yeah, you got to remember this is Stuart Sink. Like, this is a major winner. And that's the thing. Like, yes. if I, if yeah, I was career his, earnings, he's well off already. Yeah. Yes. If I was as financially set as Stuart Sink, Dude. I, would, I wouldn't mind giving him 50%. He's I over 25 would. million career earnings. This yeah. year alone, he's at four now. Yeah. Oh. But also, I, you want to probably teach the doesn't kid, matter. You also want to teach like, the kid, like, hey, you got to well, earn. Thing, that, you got to yeah. earn your 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 keep here, and like, here's. I think I think the kid's not really worried about the money. That's my guess. I don't think I, so either. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, probably a like, a, like it was cool. That was, was that really was a major cool. story. Very right? cool. Yeah, yeah. probably and means dude, more to him to win with his dad than than anything. Yeah, you know, money wise. Twice. I just thought it was interesting. Like, what do you do? Like, what what do you do as the old man? I mean, yeah. you're just knocking it around. You just made three mil. Well, listen, he's not like he's not just carrying his clubs like that. And that was made very evident. And, and you know, also hilarious. I ever since the SNL skit, like anybody named Stuart, I can't take him seriously. Like I can't say Stuart seriously <laughs> without thinking like Stuart. 
Um, <laughs> I just can't do it. It's I, like when I just went to go say Stuart Sink, I, I kind of laughed. But it's also laugh. like, it's he's hilarious kind of funny, name. like with the, the tan line and everything. Like he's just like kind he's of got funny that. Yeah. looking guy, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, but no, like they're, they're, dude, they're, and, and the PGA Tour at least did a good job of this, but they freaking buried it home. Like their process is like what, and legit. It, and it's almost not meditative, but like their process in order to clear their heads is to fucking talk nonstop. And they are talking ev- like whenever they're walking, they're talking. And anytime before a shot, I mean, they were put on the clock, I think twice this weekend. They were oh, no kidding. so slow, um, but they had a game plan. It was very obvious they were using the system. And dude, he looked to the to his son, like Reagan, a lot. Like there were multiple times where in funny too like about wind like something that's very like feel like he would just pull off shots and be like what do you think and the kid's like yo i want to switch clubs and he had a, and he would do it and he had great uh he had really good one-liners leading into all of his shots so he would give him a club and he would always have like a a good one-liner like but like kind of edgy like show me how it's done or like like like, let's (laughs) like let's see like let's see it here like like it was kind of like like pump you up kind of, kind of yeah. Pump, yeah it was like it yeah, was just yeah, funny yeah. there were a couple he's of a true he was a true hype man there was, was one of them dude like he's he was smirking he's like let's see it let's see how it's done and i was <laughs> like this is kind of hilarious but yeah you know not just like clearly he's got a career in this um yeah you know, such a, a cool relationship what a tandem like that's so crazy uh, I, I, see the, off I see the pun here. that you just said there what a tandem you like that? Uh, you nice. like, <laughs> i think i think this is a good question for for uh the listeners but also for us to think about who who is carrying your bag right now? Like so, say say you had to pick some. Say we're good enough to go play in a legit tournament that has caddies. Think and we don't have to answer right now. But Man, who's carrying is... your bag, right? Wow. And and what type of person are you on the course? Think about it. Like Ooh, this is really good. This is like good. like are you like a Stuart Sink talking constantly and like yeah. that's what you need to kind of get in that zone like you were saying are you like you don't want to hear a lot from your caddy it's more of like just he's there to help when when you ask him right yeah or speak when spoken to right or you rely, <laughs> are you like in the Jordan Spieth like you know like just constant like kind of banter and arguing a little bit like I think there's like a lot of different Damn, um, I wish we had more time on this. I mean, this well, is I think, I think two it's, hours, we, but we can save it. We can save this. And <laughs> yeah, it's a good, definitely. It's a good, I think it's like a cool thing. Like, who, oh, I'm ready. I thought Hell about yeah. this. Like, who's you on already my got bag? your guy? Oh, no. I, I, oh. <laughs> I, I like the, no, I, I, I like the idea of yeah. like painting more of a picture of who, like the type of person, like Frank was right, saying, right. not specifically like, oh, like a buddy. Like, you know, right. like, you know what I mean? <laughs> right, right, like, right. I think more of like who that character is that you need to Who's going to get you in that, yeah. in that place? Because yeah, I think, yeah, you're right. Kind of, about. You could easily just pick like, okay, like that guy's, you know, my buddy's good at golf. So let me yeah. just bring him along with me. Right. So you're but saying, it's like, yeah. So you're saying more style. Okay. So I'll, I'll, I'll go Ronnie and you can go off this or I'll, I'll kind of be brief, but mm-hmm. I, so for me, the first thing I'm thinking about when you said that is I'm not worried about um, like any, I'm not, I don't need anybody to help me like mentally to like keep me in a, in like a place or whatever. I'm good with that. Like, I don't need somebody to like check me or make sure, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, yeah, yeah, different yeah. caddies have that. So I'm good with that. I'm not even thinking anything of about that. My, the mental side of it, I feel like I'll, I'll take care of. I want somebody that's, very technical but quiet so somebody who's like really good but like quiet but i want their opinion but i don't i don't like it's so it's funny i used to be and 
I'm way more, I used to be way more of a talker, especially like while playing, maybe I still am. Um, well, yeah, like yeah you I guys mean, can attest, but I don't call you chief Longwind for nothing. That's a good point. But I, <laughs> I should say like when I tournament play and like different play like that, I feel like now I'm way more kind of switched off. I'm, I'm definitely quieter and not like as talkative. So I feel like in that sense, I feel like that suited me better. So I would want somebody quiet, super technical, but that's fucking good at golf. Like they have to like, <laughs> Like I, I, if you, if you're, if we're talking about a situation, like there goes all of us. <laughs> I want them to be fucking nasty at golf. Like that's yeah. it. I need, I want, especially like, cause I feel like I'm definitely more on the creative side. Like if, as far as like what works for me, how my mind works, I want somebody who's fucking nasty. Cause I want, like, I want that type of input. Like I want them to see what I think that I'm seeing, not saying that I'm nasty, but if it was ever at that point. Interesting. Um, yeah, that is so, interesting. So I would go not super social, which you'd if you know me maybe you'd think nah actually no I could see it's that. almost like a like a bryson kind of like i feel like his caddy is like just a super technical dude that stays quiet and speaks he's, when spoken to kind of he's too fat though yeah but i'm not saying him i'm just saying <laughs> I'm that type of <laughs> no so i was not, thinking so I was he's thinking, got to be under a buck 80 no i was thinking feet. no i was thinking in the sense of like i was Brown thinking hair that, i was thinking is that chicken dude nasty? and long walks on the beach are you thinking that dude's nasty maybe he is but yeah, i'm maybe. not dude. i'm thinking yeah i'm thinking I, that there's I, a lot of big dudes out there that are, are cursing you because they're good i'm uh <laughs> I, I think i'm complete opposite of shape graphic i'm complete opposite I need like a hype man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. someone who's just going to talk to me and and almost distract me from the game. Yeah, like that's yes, that's what I was like, that's what I was trying to say. Like get me yep. I don't care about like <laughs> from from the from the time I hit the ball to the next shot, the last thing I should be thinking about is golf. Like you need to be like let's talk yep. about the the fans or the 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 chick over there in the stands. Like let's talk about like what we're going to do afterwards. That's that's and I need a hype man too. So before kind of like you were saying with Stuart Stuart Singh's son like little one liners right before a hit. Yeah. Hell yeah. Come on Frank, stick it. Stick yeah. it. Yeah. It's yeah. something, you know, like that's it like I know you can. Yeah, exactly. Let's go. Yeah. Come we'll on, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm on the on the same lines as you um Frank just like a like a hype man but knows when to be quiet too like you know I, I don't i don't need somebody to pick me up every time i hit a bad shot kind of thing like i think a, a mix between both you guys because like i i feel like mentally i'm getting to a place where i can kind of control what's going on and and i feel okay like doing that coming back from a bad shot kind of stuff do you like feel, that to your frank's point though do you feel like you ever need a distraction that in the, the 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 pace between hitting shots that it would it would benefit you to have somebody to talk to more to to spark conversation than to you be with your own thoughts um i don't think so i don't no. think so like in between maybe maybe more so when i'm playing well yeah like just kind of keep my mind off of right, that and just right. like keep doing what you're doing kind of thing like and you know yep. um i think then would be but but just kind of I don't know a guy that just really knows me for me and just but that's the know, perfect person right you know the you, perfect you guy that just when i need you to talk you talk <laughs> right, to me right. and like that, if i need he knows the moments he knows the moments i got a little sunscreen on my uh, just rub in your Ooh, sunscreen the moments brother. that's like, a good point too yeah like, like if you're playing, like you just said, that's a perfect example, right? When you're playing well, you actually want some distraction and when you're not yeah. playing well, you don't want that distraction and i think exactly. like a good caddy I would think would know those situations, right? Have it's either kinda, of yeah. you have either of you ever caddied? I have never, caddied. Yeah, I've never caddied. No, I've caddied for some really in a tournament. 
in a tournament in like member members and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Okay. For some, for some, I'm not gonna, I don't want to name drop or anything, but for some pretty, pretty high level people, Ooh. we well, we should do that. So I, I caddied not, I caddied for in a PGA sectional tournament. Oh wow! So for a, a a player, obviously, um, one of my buddies. But we should, well, maybe we'll do that. We'll save. We got to do this. On, we're yeah, getting yeah, way we'll off. Yeah, topic. We, are, yeah, we, are, yeah. we are. We are. Yeah. We got to wrap right. this shit up. We'll right, do so, some caddy stories <laughs> next Jesus, time. This we'll this sure. episode should be named the like. The longest the Bible. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> yes. No, it's just we've gone off a tangent. Tangent one, yeah, tangent. Tangent. Good. Tangent. Golf is getting good. All right. So we'll 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 wrap so, it up quick. Yeah, Let's nothing do... more to talk about the PGA really. Stuart. Nothing? Someone. There's so much more. John. All right, rapid fire, John. Go. Okay, rapid, rapid fire, fire. go. Uh, Siwoo Kim. Gonna, we're not gonna be able to get to the Austrian Open if you don't. Siwoo Siwoo, Siwoo Kim. <laughs> um had an uh, did you guys see the 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 putt ruling actually you know what fuck it if we, we there's too much all right, <laughs> um, all right. I'll, I'll do i'll no i'll go quickly no we'll forget that um billy ho calling out zalatoris calling out the arm lock that's a big storyline big story um, morikawa the short putts came back on sunday which he missed like four or five from inside like five feet which was not great um, that's what just, it is he didn't have it um yeah well, that's that's an old Morikawa storyline, which, and I and I actually saw somebody talking about this. It's not the fact that he's just a bad putter within five feet. He's kind of just been a bad putter. Not he's been a bad so putter. Matsuyama vibes. So did he? Did bad, he though. go back to his old putting grip? Do you no, know? Because I no, remember he, he changed not, right yeah. before. Uh, what was it? The just recent. I think it was just recently. Yeah, it was. Yeah, because he was working on something again, but I think he's still using that same grip. He's got the pistol. I'm pretty sure he's using okay. the pistol. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool storyline Sunday. Uh, Harold Varner the third pumps his first drive out of bounds. I, I was actually watching the coverage, and one of the guys, uh, one of the one of the guys on the ground was walking by, and Harold HV three asked him if he saw the ball, and he's like, "Yeah, it's OB." And HV three like just clear, like happiest day, just goes, "All right, thanks, man. You have a great day." And like in a very like not no, even sarcastic, like yeah. and goes. Down, shoot 66 comes comes in t2 goes from 93rd in the pga championship ranks to 53 so he's essentially all but guaranteed himself a spot in the pga uh Damn. championship this year so really cool he um, chipped in on that hole too didn't he he's a didn't good he chip yeah, in for too. five he did for five he yeah. chipped in for bogey on uh, he's a fault he's he just started a podcast a great story. too i know you know we're not giving free ads but hv3 is a good dude um and they he literally just started a podcast like three weeks ago four weeks ago yeah. So maybe we could have him on. We'll be on his. We'll just be yeah, like right? a, a brother yeah, sister we, pod, you know? Yeah. That'd be cool. Um next. Do we want to hit on? <laughs> do we want to hit on? We'll hit on Lydia Co quick. Um Yeah, dude. Your show. Let's obviously go. 28 under wins by seven shots. Which is a ridiculous number, by the crazy, way. Crazy. Uh, a lot of a lot of people like it is a ridiculous number. Like I saw that. Here, you want no, like, no, no. Damn, that's no. a big number. And yeah. then when you nope. just said that, like that's I'm gonna a give ridiculous you, number over you, four days. You think that's ridiculous? I'm gonna give you way more ridiculous. Let's go, boy. <laughs> over her last two 82 holes, Lydia Ko has made birdie or better 41 and a half percent of the time. Over <laughs> 82 holes birdie or better so almost so like every almost other half hole holes, yeah. almost half of her holes she's making birdie or better that's, that's insane a, that is a crazy stat and then even crazier stat 
she had 12 because there's this whole you know she i think it was three years uh goes on a a, a lose not losing but hadn't won in three years similar streak yeah. to jordan speed they did the whole days out. and hideki too there's a didn't realize hideki, hideki too there are a bunch of crazy storylines are i should say like Stat adjacent storylines of, yeah. of like her and Spieth's career um but and she did at one of the things that has been talked about a lot is in the press conference she talked about how watching Spieth win gave her like some sort of confidence that like he was in a si- similar situation because she did like when you when you go on a streak like that she talked about it she was like you know you don't know if you're ever going to get back kind of you know what what Spieth said and Every, watching yeah. him win watching Matsuyama win as you mentioned mm-hmm. um who both both broke streaks of over a thousand days pretty pretty encouraging but another crazy stat dude she had nine before she was 19 years old she had 12 wins before she was 19 every other player ever all time combined has 13 wins under the age of 19 that's stupid that's great i remember when she came when she came on tour and it was just like lydia co lydia she was just winning everything it was absurd and they're just like she's so young like it was nuts and then you go through that whole caddy thing that she went she went through like freaking 25 caddies like just would go a tournament and then fire the next one and it was just a revolving door at, at the caddy spot for her and then to get back then she went through a little stint where she lost a ton of weight and I think it was on purpose kind of thing, but like trying to figure out a swing when you drop, you know, when you're 130 pounds and you drop down to 120 pounds, like that's a huge difference in your swing. So she's changing her swing around going through this whole culmination of things. And then to, to just come back and finally win was pretty big for her. So shout out to Lydia come. And last, but certainly not least the Austrian open. (laughs) So I throw this on. I, I watched a ton of golf. It was awesome. Yeah. Honestly, the, the LPGA they're on, they were in Hawaii. So they're on at like, they oh, were on at like eight time. o'clock at night, prime time on the East coast. Um, yeah. As I was waiting to watch Sunday, I flip on the Austrian open in the morning <laughs> and they're playing the 18th hole. This is just ridiculous. They're playing the 18th hole. It's a par three, 170 yards, carry over water on the right, tough pin, pin tucked front, right bunker back right and last hole uh last two players tie they go into a playoff so they played 18 once then they go and now the thing is just continuously play 18 just they the make worst the, one the worst playoff ever <laughs> they, they so they just played 18 made par both of them just then so first playoff hole par second playoff hole par third playoff hole one guy sinks a 40 footer next guy comes back makes a 20 footer birdie birdie next playoff hole par dude there they went for an hour straight i watched two two dudes (laughs) play the same hole bro for an hour straight and it was it was honestly like it was must see tv it was hilarious and like you're watching their swing patterns because they're just like one dude's hitting a seven iron and you could tell it's his number because he's always online and the other dude's in between a seven and an eight and he's like he's struggling to find it yeah Yeah. it, it so so then and this is how it ends i say that to say i watched an hour worth of the austrian open at the end just for the second guy um i don't even remember their names one dude puts it in the water then uh. he puts it in the water then he spins his chip back 
back into the water makes like an eight on the last hole so they <laughs> they play all this that time, is not how you want to walk back and forth and it, the fi- the the final was like eight to the game i mean i admit i i at that point i guess it doesn't matter how you win you just want that to be yeah, over. Want yeah. to be over even yeah. if you come in second that guy was just probably like whatever dude i had never i had to bring that up i'd never <laughs> seen that in go- i'd never seen that in tournament that's golf wild. um so it was it was it was crazy but yeah. that's it this was a long one if you're hanging long ass episode let's wrap it up here uh we're all wearing stripe hats today which i think is cool just got a promo code for that it's llp 15 15 percent off <laughs> at checkout that's llp for lefties lefties lounge podcast 15 um so yeah i thought he said it was posse it could have been lefties lounge oh, wait posse. did that word get canceled Shit. i like that too and no i think you're talking about posse i don't know <laughs> Um, oh but anyways cut the mics ll yeah it's definitely time uh llp15 at stripegolf.com um and then what else we got to plug frank the uh the website the website we just got a we just got a brand new website up and running frank's working tirelessly on that um it looks great go check it out it's leftiesloungegolf.com um it's just got all our episodes. It's got a little bit about us. Um, I died at what Frank wrote uh, about himself. <laughs> it was very, very funny. Um, so go check that out again. It's leftiesloungegolf.com. And uh, let's, let's get out of here, guys. We're done. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. As always, we are produced by Deuce Productions. Shout out to Deuce himself. If you're liking our banter, subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to like us on Instagram at the.lefties.lounge. And if you want to get in touch with us at all with any questions, comments, or something you'd like to hear us talk about, you can email us at theleftiesloungegolf at gmail.com. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.